try to sit up, but I always end up slouching. <laughs> I go back and forth throughout. Yeah, once I remember, like, oh, I'm slouching, I'll sit up for like <laughs> two minutes and then go back again. Welcome back to another episode of Is Fitz Happy? I'm Luke. And I'm Emma. And this week we're discussing chapter 10 of Ship of Magic, Confrontations. Uh-oh. Did you I read, was, read yes, the Yes, I chapter? did. No, I, well, no. I was on chapter 9. We're good. Okay. We're on okay. Confrontations. <laughs> really was a change of fortunes for me. Yeah. Ooh. A callback. Okay, okay. Well, we pick up right where we left off in the last one where Kyle has just knocked Wintrow out cold and Ronica is screaming throughout the hall so Althea can hear it, whose main perspective were, for the first half of this chapter at least, were kind of in her head. So she hears her mother scream out, Kyle, I will not have it. And I want to point out in this first paragraph, she says, or at least she thinks, caution, she counseled herself. The first thing she, t- she had to do was find out what kind of weather she was sailing into. So then she kind of like hovers outside the room and oh, her like warning herself to caution and all these kinds of things that run through her head are all great ideas. But when you contrast them with what she actually says and does, it's just totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess she's saying caution. I got to figure out what's going on but by doing that instead of like coming into the conversation like a normal adult and like taking part calmly and getting all the information she decides to eavesdrop instead so there's that like hint of mature thinking but almost from a childish point of view of not fully understanding what the maturity means (laughs) so she overhears kyle basically saying he's my son i'll do with him as he as I please, but Althea hears a note of anxiety in Kyle's voice as well. So wanted to highlight that. Uh, she doesn't know that he hit Wintro, so she thinks like, what happened to little Selden? What did he do to him? Because remember, Althea barely thinks of Wintro. Basically anyone in the Vestra family or Haven family barely thinks of Wintro. <laughs> right. Well, especially because they're calling, I think it's because they're saying like, it's my son. Kyle is saying, this is my son. I'll do what I want. And Wintro hasn't really been in the sun right. role yeah, so he's, for he's a long gone. time. So, yeah. So Althea is getting used to that. And it was really interesting to me reading this because Kyle is trying to defend himself in this. And she says that there's a note of anxiety in his voice, which makes me wonder if the other two women also hear that, or if that's because Althea knows him better from Althea's point of view, we kind of get this perspective as we go on that Althea really knows Kyle knows who he is and knows like how to talk to him and his way of thinking, which I think is really interesting how true it is. We won't know because we're in Althea's point of view, but when it's juxtaposed next to Ronica, who clearly has no idea who Kyle is. It is even more 
revealing just how much yeah. or how little people listen to Althea. And although she is very childish, she kind of does have a good read on Kyle. Yeah, that's true. So she, so Kyle says that he was just disciplining Winchell. You'll find he's not much hurt. He's fine. Leave him alone. He needs to obey me. And Ronica is answering him like, that's not discipline. That was brawling. He was coming at you like an adult, you know, he's not a child to be spanked. And even that wouldn't have, wouldn't have made sense to do. He was explaining his reasons. He wasn't throwing a tantrum at all. And he, she also mentions that last night she was willing to make some allowances for him, meaning what he did to Althea last night was okay because the situation was kind of out of hand. But when it's punching well, your own son. She, Ronica wasn't there when uh, Kyle shook Althea. She came out later. So That's I think true. it was like swinging at Brashen and yelling and making a scene, basically. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's I forgot that she wouldn't have known that he had touched Althea. Yeah. But also, it is really interesting to hear Kefria come against corporal punishment so strongly. Just to say that, like, even spanking isn't a good idea. Well, that's Ronica. Uh, sorry. Yep. Ronica. <laughs> to come out so strongly against corporal punishment. It just, I don't know, it's kind of impressive. I mean, she's not necessarily the best mother, but at least she doesn't hit her kids. <laughs> Low bar, Burek. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Burek didn't hit his kid either. <laughs> it fits. Well, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a yeah, joke. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Kyle is kind of coming back with like defending his position because he doesn't want to be seen as weak or anything even if he is kind of like worried oh i knocked wintro out and i didn't mean to do that just meant to hit him he says you don't understand in a few days he's going to be living aboard a ship where opinions don't matter unless they're mine he won't have time to disagree he won't even have time to think on a ship a hand obeys at that instant wintro's just had his first lesson in what happens if he doesn't in a quieter voice he added it just may save my son's life someday that's such a weird way to look at the captain's role. And yeah. I think it's very different than how Efren ran his ship. I think Efren Vestrit. Or Kennet or Sorkor. Or Kennet. Yes, <laughs> truly. I feel like there are people out there who realize that you don't need to beat other people down to make yourself higher in standing. And that doesn't necessarily actually create the most loyal of subjects. I think Regal could tell you that. You, but there is that weird idea and this false sense of like superiority in that Kyle knows what's best. No one else is there to think it's all on him. And I really think that opinions don't matter unless they're mine line is pretty much his captaining style in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. There's no way anyone knows more than he does. And I really wonder why it is he thinks that he has that knowledge. Like, even if it's other men talking to him, why doesn't he trust their word? I get that he doesn't think women know anything, but like even other men, you know what I mean? I just, it He's feels in the so... position of power. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose if they knew more, they'd be there. Yeah. But yeah, he thinks it is a good insight into why he is the way he is. He thinks that, Teaching his son this way will save his life someday. He's mm -hmm. saying that this is necessary because this teaching 
is needed. And it makes me wonder if maybe that's how his father taught him. I would assume so, yeah. It it does kind of seem like maybe there is some slight, like, yeah, this is awful, but it's how it has to be. Yeah, it's a bit of an introspective, like, in a quieter voice, and I don't know, it's just... Like, he thinks doing this will actually save his son's life. I believe yeah. that. I don't agree with it, and I don't think he's right, but I'm a woman, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Kyle decides to take Kefria, who must be at Wintro's side. Althea wouldn't know. She's not in there yet, because... He doesn't want Kefria fussing over Wintro when he awakes. It will make Wintro think that there is a divide between them and they need to stand strong so that he doesn't get any ideas in his head that he can press this matter more. Kefria just responds, I hate this. Why does it have to be this way? Why? And Ronica says, it doesn't. And it won't. I tell you this plainly, Kyle Haven. I won't tolerate it tolerate it. This family has never treated one another so, and we are not going to start on the day after Efren's death. Not in my home. Ronica Vestrit left no room for disagreement. It was the wrong tone to take with Kyle. Althea could have told her that. Setting herself up directly against him would only bring out the worst in him. It did. Fine. As soon as he comes around, I'll take him down to the ship. He can learn his manners there. Actually, that's probably for the best anyway. If he learns a bit of the ship in port, he won't have to scramble so hard when we're underway. And I won't have to listen to a woman argue with every order I give him. And Ronica kind of says, like, okay, aboard my ship or in my home. And Kyle cuts her off with uh, anger of his own, saying, Kefria's ship. And mine, as I am her husband. What happens aboard the Vivacia is no longer your affair, Ronica. For that matter, I believe by Bingtown laws of inheritance, this house is now hers as well. To run as we see fit. There was a terrible silence. When Kyle spoke again, there was an offer of apology in his voice. At least, it could be that way, to the detriment of us all. I don't propose a splitting of our ways, Ronica. Obviously... You know, the family works better when they work together, all that sort of thing towards a common goal, saying, You've done very well for a woman all these years, but times are changing, and Efren should not have left you to cope with everything on your own. As much as I respected the man, perhaps because I respected the man, I must learn from his mistakes. I'm not going to just sail off into the sunset and tell Kefria to, to mind things and manage until I return. I have to make provisions now to be able to stay home and run things. And he's also makes that a point of like, I also can't let Wintro come aboard the ship and run around like Althea, who is a spoiled princess. He has to learn to be a sailor. She's willful and thoughtless of others to the point of uselessness. No, worse, the point of doing damage to the family name and reputation. That is that's how he describes Althea and mm -hmm. what he doesn't want for his son, which I think is really interesting because as much as we have both agreed that Althea probably doesn't actually do as much as a sailor, which is clear whenever she finally does get on a ship on her own. She still knows how to do things. She still learned how to do the tasks. Sure, she wasn't forced to do them on a regular basis, but she still knows how to do all the tasks that are on the ship. So I don't think it's fair to call her useless or to say no, that. No, but 
there's two different ways to look at it. One, Althea and maybe Ephraim, but I think mostly Althea sees it as I can do everything that a sailor can do. I can do all the tasks. I can do them well. My father taught me really well. He was the perfect captain, blah, blah, blah. And then Kyle's look at a perfect sailor is somebody who does the thing instantly, doesn't talk back, obeys, does it perfectly the first time, doesn't need discipline. And that's what he sees as missing in Althea. So in his mind, she is not a sailor because she can't obey. She can't listen to orders. She doesn't do or put in the work. And that's, I think, in his mind, basically the perfect sailor. Also, she's a woman, but (laughs) leaving that out. She doesn't, she hasn't done the shifts, you know? Right. And I suppose under his rulership, I can see how maybe he would think that because Althea kind of did never obey him and go against his word every single chance she got and undermined everything he was trying to do. So I get it in that way, but I just think it's harsh to say that she's useless. Oh yeah, but it is also Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Kyle really hates Althea. Althea, Althea also really hates yeah, Kyle. Yeah, they really, really butt heads. But I think it's so interesting that they both get so hot on this subject. Like, they're both so angry about each other's very existence, it feels like. And it's such a weird dynamic to me. Like, I'm wondering what happened before this to get them to this level of hate for each other. Yeah. It can't possibly have been the last trip. It had to have been before then, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, 100%. But... I do think it's important to talk a little bit about what exactly it is that Kyle is arguing with Ronica. Mm -hmm. Ronica is trying to take the decorum and she's expecting respect that she has always gotten from Kyle, I assume. And also just as head of the household that she's used to making all the rules and to being like listened to, I guess. And she doesn't realize that because she's a woman, Kyle doesn't care what she has to say. He never cared what she had to say and didn't always agree with her. He just respected the man that she was with and so was quiet so he wouldn't have to deal with Efren. And honestly, probably too scared to deal with Efren. <laughs> so I just think it's really interesting that we get this wake-up call for Ronica where Kyle is really showing his true colors of, number one, being so controlled by his anger that he will hurt his own family members. And number two, showing that he thinks that she as a woman is lesser and not capable and that he doesn't have to listen to her opinion. It also shows a lot of how Ronica does business and how she has been doing business for a long time, Mm -hmm. because a lot of this chapter is her saying, you know, the spirit of the agreement that we wrote, meant you don't, you know, abuse the power it gives you, but like they write down a contract that says otherwise. It says, you know, right. the house and the ship are all in Kefria's hands. But, you know, the unspoken agreement is that Ronica still runs it, right? Like that's right. what Ronica is thinking that, you know, you just kind of keep things the way that they were. But she didn't write out the contract like that. She didn't write no. out the agreements. And now that somebody's coming in and saying like, I'm, I'm threatening to do to the letter of what we actually own and kick you out from it. She's like, what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't they do the old way? Well, maybe because, first of all, he's not an old trader. Not to use that. second of all, he's a complete dick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... 
really frustrating reading this chapter, I think, from the point of view both of Althea and Ronica, mm-hmm. that there's all of this like posturing from Kyle right after the death of Efren, but also this feeling of hopelessness of what do you do when you thought just because he thinks that other women shouldn't do things doesn't mean that that affects me and what the realities are of like putting that man in charge of yourself means. And maybe Ronica didn't realize that that is how he felt. Maybe she didn't know he was super sexist. I don't know how she couldn't have noticed, but maybe she didn't. And now she's realizing that she was wrong. Well, because he was, because Efren was the man of the house and commanded the respect and he probably you know, went along with Efren's way of doing things, you know, showing respect, not talking back, that sort of thing. Cause right. And now he's gone. So now it's Kyle's way of dealing with stuff and everyone should respect him and his way of doing it. Yeah, I guess. I don't New know. regime. <laughs> I do want to point out real quick, the, uh, something really funny I noticed in this chapter where Kyle is talking and that's how Kyle echoes literally everything and all the complaints that we've been talking about with Althea and Ronica and Efren. Yeah. And it, he's saying it pretty much worded in a similar way as well. But we hate him for it. Yeah. It's, it's that, you know, Althea is spoiled. She's not an actual sailor. She can't do anything. She's just a brat. And two, that Efren shouldn't have left Ronica alone to cope with everything by herself because she's a woman, though. That's Kyle's yes. reasoning. She's a woman and he shouldn't have done that, and even though he respected Efren. No. And Ronica's done OK. She's been doing for fine, a woman. But yeah. So that like all of these been. different things yeah. are just echoed complaints that we've had <laughs> that Kyle <laughs> says here. But it's I don't know. But I think the difference is. Oh yeah, there's definitely a difference. Well, yes, I'm just it's funny. I think the yeah, I think the main difference we have is that we know that they can do better and we're expecting more of them. We're yeah. judging them as people, whereas Kyle is judging them as women. And like, of course they can't do better, they're women. And so, and so I think that's like the main difference. That's why he's like so atrocious. It's like, sure, you have a point, but you don't have to say it that way. And like right. the fact that you think the main fundamental issue is that they're female is like stupid (laughs) so yeah i don't know but it is yeah it is a little bit funny that like everybody hates this character and he's not necessarily wrong he's Mm -hmm. just wrong about why and the way he presents it see this i want to jump like way out of scope here for a second but this is why in the rainwild chronicles that i don't think chalced is going to change even after what's her name chasm or something becomes Mm -hmm. the duchess Kyle isn't even, he's like half Chelsidian. He wasn't yeah. raised in Chelsid. And there's this whole society out there that they now have a woman leader. They're they're going to revolt and they're going to kill it. Like, I don't know. It's just not, well, it's a good start. But like, yeah. it ends off on kind of like, now we can change the whole world. And it's like, <laughs> Well, the thing is, just because you have a female leader doesn't mean that sexism is fixed. Right. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like, so That's like, point. yeah, they might be able to like find that one woman is okay in leadership, but all the rest are trash. Right. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. I don't think that's my, yeah, that's my yeah. kind of my point there. It's just like, it's so ingrained in the culture that it's yeah gross. It's icky. Yeah. 
Anyways. So. Althea is overhearing Kyle insult her about her being a sailor. And this is when she has to kind of storm in because she's, he starts talking about marrying her off to somebody and preferably to a man who does not live in Bingtown. Yeah. Notably. So she sweeps in around the corner and into the room. Would you care to mouth your insults to my face, Kyle? He was not at all surprised to see her. I thought I saw your shadow. How long have you been eavesdropping, little sister? Long enough to know you intend to do no good for my family or our ship. She tried not to be rattled by his calmness. Kyle is kind of a, a well, kind of. He's a very scary man in the way that he's described. He he goes from full-blown rage to like hitting his kid to calmness and speaking logic. It's yeah. He definitely needs anger management classes, but (laughs) (laughs) at the very least. Yes. Yeah. Um, But it is, I think, more scary to have someone that, you know, could fly off the handle at any minute. Oh, yeah. Be calm because it's like, okay, well, how long is this calm going to last? And what happens next time? So, yeah, there's definitely that fear that you can sense. And she comes in still confronting Kyle, mainly Kyle, but the rest of the family as well about the ownership of her ship. And Kyle's just sitting there like, I thought we all handled this, but you know, you're going to go against the word and the documents that he signed over before his death. And Althea just kind of fully drops down. Cause she expected, Oh, it was just a, or she planted a seed of hope in her own brain that it was just like a dying man's thing, but not pre-planned. No little sister, you are such a fool. Not only does the common law of Bingtown recognize your sister as sole heir, but it was put into writing and signed by your father himself. Will you oppose even him in this? So it is to the letter. It's like you said, he is very keen on what the letter of the law is. And even if her father hadn't put it in writing, technically it's Kefria's now and there's nothing you can do. Right. He's looked into it, which does kind of make me feel like maybe he did strategically marry Kefria to get a live ship. He's wouldn't put it past him, but he does seem to care for her in his own way. (laughs) Well, she acts the way he thinks a woman should. So there's no reason for him not to like her, but also I don't know. He just is so weird, um, possessive about being an owner of a live ship now that it kind of does feel like maybe there was some truth to Althea saying that it's like, possible, I don't yeah. know. And maybe, maybe there is love there too, but I don't know if it started that way. I'm not convinced now. <laughs> so with this, this news, Althea is a little disheartened, but she decides that she can't let that stop her from making this argument. The ship is hers and she wants it. And She says, I don't care what my father was deceived into signing on his deathbed. I know that the vivacia is mine, mine in a way you can never claim her, Kyle. And I'll tell you now, I will not be stopped until I have her under my command. And this is cut off by Kyle making fun of her because there's no way she could ever command a ship. And he talks about how your father, her father, the only reason her father kept her aboard as far as he can tell was to keep her out of trouble inland. And she's not even a good sailor. Althea starts to talk back, but a groan from Winchow kind of interrupts that conversation. Kefria starts forward. Kyle stops her. 
with a gesture and Ronica instantly kind of goes over to Wintrow's side and ignores both of them. And she asks Althea to grab a, uh, a cloth with cold water, get her out of the room basically. Yes. And Althea doesn't know, but she know why, but she instantly kind of obeys, even though she suspects her mother was the one who deceived her father into signing the papers. Right. And she does mention that it is nice for her to get away because she feels like she's going to murder Kyle if she stays Which in there. Which is why Ronica did it. <laughs> right. But I think also, I don't know, it's really hard. I don't love that Ronica doubles down on her wrong mistake or her mistake of giving Kyle charge and like kind of goes with him. I know that by the end she realizes how big of a mistake it is. And obviously she doesn't know right now what's going on fully, but it's just so frustrating for her to continuously not take Althea's side. Right. Even in this moment where she hears Kyle being a jerk to her daughter, she knows that he is, has been this way at least twice now to her knowledge. And on top of that, her daughter is just reeling from the fact that her whole world was pulled out from underneath her. Ronica doesn't know her daughters very well no. anymore. And she kind of has that realization as well yes. in this chapter, but she's been so busy kind of managing the household and everything. She just never paid attention to the daughters after they were grown up and just underestimates both or overestimates both of them. And any kind of bad image that appears in front of her is usually from Althea because Kefria stays out of her way or like knows how to walk around the proper duties right? in Ronica's eyes. So the latest image that Althea showed was a torn, dirty dress that was used, that used to be nice and a very drunk person. Right. Being walked home by, you know, a former outcast from a, a live ship trader family. So right there, like, and she brings that up too. Like Ronica brings it up later in the chapter. If Althea hadn't shown up like that, things might be different. But it's just those little glimpses that she gets of Althea when she's on home and when she was grieving that she's just like, oh, this is how Althea is. She can't do anything proper. Yeah, it's definitely a very frustrating time. And I guess it's frustrating, too. She takes this moment while Althea is away to kind of comfort Wintrow, which I guess is good. I mean, obviously, he just got punched by his dad. He deserves comfort. But the way she does it is rough. Which we'll it's also get to. pretty manipulative. Yes. Which, again, don't love that for her, but go off, I guess. Um, but as Althea, we are in Althea's brain. She doesn't know what's going on. She's going to get the water. She's kind of chiding herself for being subservient to her mother, even though she does feel like the portrayal is mostly on at fault of her mother. And when she goes to the washroom to get to pump the water, to get water for the cloth and um, and just extra water, I guess. Uh, there is a serving woman who nervously asks if she needs any help. And I believe this is. Doesn't say if it's Rach or not. Yeah, I guess I just assumed it was Rach because I they feel have, like they, they have other serving people there. Rach is the only one that stays with them because they dismiss all the others because they're so broke. That's fair. So I think there are others. Mm, that's true. They, there is one later, a male servant that helps later. But yep. um, yes. So. She, Althea, interestingly, dismisses the help 
and says, Captain Vestret is just throwing a tantrum and it's everything's fine. And she kind of chides herself for falling right into the traitor ways of brushing over like this is nothing. Don't worry about it because it's not somebody in the family. The image still is first and foremost on her mind, even instinctively to just say, oh, no, everything's fine. We're just, you know, family stuff. Ha ha. (laughs) And she like thinks about that, of how silly that is when everything that's going on is happening. Yeah. And she walks back into uh, Wintrow and her mother sitting at a table, Kyle with his back turned, obviously angry. And her mother, Ronica, is telling Wintrow, all in Saw's hands, her mother spoke earnestly to her nephew, I believe that he has sent you back to us and created this bond between you and the ship for a reason. It's meant to be, Wintrow. Can you accept it, as you once accepted the way we sent you off with the priest? Of course, Ronica hears a bond between Wintrow and her. Yeah, excuse me. Althea hears the bond between Wintrow and her ship, and she is kind of distraught. Says her heart turned to ice in her chest. But uh, she keeps moving forward and notes that Wintrow's whole attention was on his grandmother. I I just want to say before we continue on that that line is very manipulative. It's just trying to prey upon his belief in Saw to get him to comply with what their plan is. Also, And, And Ronica's, you know... To be fair, that that was not the original plan, right? Althea was supposed to be on the ship. Wintrow was supposed to stay at the priesthood, but Kyle's like, no, no, Althea, Wintrow's coming. Right. Well, I don't, I think it was their plan to have Wintrow replace Althea. She knew that was coming because she, it said, it doesn't say in the agreement that Althea is going to be on the ship. Right. No, I'm saying this is a new thing for Ronica. And for Kefria, Althea knew she wasn't going to be on the ship when she was on the voyage. But when they were getting no. the papers to sign with Efren and everything like that, um, there was no mention of Wintrow. I think it mentions that Kefria was extremely surprised that Wintrow was going to stay. Like all, all those sorts of things. I don't think that was in conversations until the end of that voyage. Because there was a couple there was a couple scenes where they're, um, where Kyle wants to talk with Wintrow and it's like, no, 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 this is like too many new twists kind of thing. We'll, we'll put it off. Right. Well, no, I, I meant that I think Ronica know, knew, I don't, I know Althea knew that she wasn't going to be on the ship, but I think, think that Ronica knew because she's so readily is going to help Kyle in the endeavor to get Wintrow on the ship. I just feel like it wasn't a big blow. And I feel like she would have put it in the agreement that Althea gets to be in the ship if it was something that she thought would actually happen. I think she knew that Althea would stay on land because she has to find a a different life now. No, I see. This is where like my idea of what Ronica is doing with like the, her agreements and what she believes to be conflicting because she wrote in like the barest stuff, but it doesn't dictate what Althea was doing. But I think in her mind, it was Althea was going to ride on the ship, but not have the ship to her. Right. And then like Althea storming off the boat during the funeral and all that sort of stuff kind of said, okay, we're, we're done with her because like the, this, the whole thing that I mentioned before where Ronica believes in the intent, but Kyle's like, no, there's nothing written here. So I don't have to do that. 
I guess, I don't know. I just don't think, I know Kefria on several occasions said that she was surprised and that she wasn't expecting Wintro to be asked to do this and she doesn't want Wintro to be taken away from priesthood. But we never ever hear surprise out of Ronica in any of the readings that we've had in her point of view that Wintro is the yeah, one maybe. being yeah. taken over. And there's never any sense of like, well, it could have been Althea, but she did something wrong. And you know what I, I don't know. I just feel like, she doesn't want Althea on that ship and maybe she thought Althea would go one more year, but like, I don't think she thought Althea would continue to sail on the ship. I think that was always her hope at least to keep Althea off, but that's evidenced by her trying to for a while. Yes. But if you guys, what do you guys think out there? Like, please let us know, email us, message us on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. Um, is, Is there any, hints or passages that we're missing of conversations or Ronica not being surprised or knowing kind of interested. Yeah. So. But Ronica is kind of manipulative. Also, I wanted to point out Ronica is not religious. Althea said at the beginning of the book that her family are not very religious. Yeah. And it was weird that Wintro was given to saw because for that reason. So the fact that she is like, Oh, well just think about what saw would want. He's done this for you. Capital H. He did this. And it's like that extra layer of like, okay, Ronica, you probably don't even believe he exists. Like, well, okay. So I think they do because there are multiple times where they're pretty much almost gasping at Kyle's sacrilege. Right. I think they believe in saw. I just don't think they're like super practicing, mm. you know, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm confirmed Catholic. I, I'm agnostic now, but I was confirmed Catholic and there's the thing called like, you know, Easter Catholics or Christmas yes. Catholics where yeah. they go like twice a year. You know, I think that's, I think that's what the vestrits are. <laughs> they're just like, yeah. It's like a community thing, you know? Sure. Okay. And I, But I, I do agree with your point that she is kind of enhancing like, oh, yes, you know, he right. sent you here for a reason. I just don't want to go as far as she probably doesn't believe in him because okay. I think they do have some sort of spir- spirituality to their beliefs in that. Interesting. Okay. Well, either way, she is trying to convince him. And while he is, while Winter is looking at his at Althea's mother she sees so much haven in him there's anger in his eyes and the set of his chin just so much of it makes her think of the haven blood that runs through his vein but she notices that he takes a moment instead of replying in anger to what her his what her mother is saying to him he takes a few breaths he calms himself and then speaks and in doing that she notices that he looks so much like her father and even like herself. And she really sees them in him. And I think that's such an interesting thing that Althea has to struggle with and that I think she wants to hate Wintro. And so she is trying to see as much Haven in him as she can because she hates Kyle so much. Mm -hmm. But in choosing not to act on anger he has shown that he isn't necessarily as much haven as he is which is which is also rich coming from her because we see her probably angry the majority of the time in these yes (laughs) she has reasons to be angry let's not get it wrong here but that's fair she also has temper yeah well i feel like the difference is like the oh, type of temper 100%. she and her father had versus what Kyle Haven's temper is. Yes. But I do think it's really interesting to see that 
Wintro is actively fighting against this familial tendency towards anger and it's well, making him learned behavior towards anger probably <laughs> fair enough yeah but yeah he's fighting it and he is trying to be better and not give in to anger and i think that's really big of him and even althea notes that it kind of makes him seem very mature although he is saying things that she likes <laughs> yes well he he comes back and speaks to ronica basically saying that Summing up his paragraph, weather and storms, I am willing to say, are his will. Stillborn children, perhaps, though not when the husband had beaten his wife the day before. His voice trailed off into some unpleasant memory. Then his eyes came back to his grandmother's face. I think Sa gave us our lives, and his will is for us to live them well. He gives us obstacles, yes. And I have heard folk rail against his cruelty and loudly ask, why, why? But the next day, the same folk will take their saws and go out and cut limbs from their fruit trees and dig up young trees and move them far from where they sprouted. They will grow better and yield more, he, the orchard workers say. They do not stand by the trees and explain that it is for their own good. My mind wanders, he said unhappily, just when I want to speak most clearly to you, grandmother. I do not think it is Saw's will for me to leave his priesthood and live aboard a ship so that our family may prosper financially. I am not even sure it is your will. I think it is my father's will. To get his way, he proposes breaking a promise and breaking my heart. Nor am I unaware that this unwelcome gift he thrusts upon me was snatched but yesterday from my Aunt Althea's hands. And he turns towards Althea. And she describes him as, like, through the pain and the broken skin, it looked like her father looking out of those eyes. The same infinite patience cushioning an iron will. This was not some frail, cowering priest boy, but a man's mind in a boy's changing body, she realized in amazement. Even your own son recognizes the injustice of what you do, she accused Kyle. Your snatching vivacia from me has nothing to do with whether or not you believe I can command her. It is solely a matter of your own greed. So it's really funny to have Wintro, the 14-year-old, the 13-year-old, um, have this very adult conversation and really peacefully say his piece and speak his mind to try to convince everyone that see like you guys are pretending this is saw's will but it's not it's just you trying to get your way and i don't want to do that and althea then turns around like wow he's really mature and she's 19 18 19 turns around and goes, see, even your son knows. And like, it's just so immature sounding after (laughs) the 13 year old who just spoke. It's so crazy. Just the difference. And obviously that comes from Wintrow getting help, learning how to control anger and what to do in situations where emotions are kind of running high. And Althea has never had that. Neither has anybody else in the room. And so there obviously is a difference in how they're going to react. And now Kyle comes back with something to me, at least, that makes sense. You know, I, I know that Kyle is a bad person. He is definitely not nice in any sort of the way, in any sort of way. However, his core character to me is somebody is a family man. However, misguided those actions and his values are. I think I truly believe and I truly think that he is doing what he thinks is best for the family and doing what he thinks is the best thing to make his family prosper again and get him all out of debt and everything. And that kind of is embodied here in 
in this response to Althea calling him greedy. It's like, oh, I like that. Greed makes me want to take over a ship so ridiculously in debt, I'll be lucky to pay her off before I die. Greed makes me want to step forward and take responsibility for a household with no concept of wise money management. Althea, if I thought you had any capacity to be useful aboard the Vivacia, I'd seize on the chance of making you work for a change. No, more than that. If you could show me but one sign of true seamanship, if you had a single ship's ticket to your belt, I'd make you a gift of the damn ship and all her debts with her. But you're nothing but a spoiled little girl. You liar, Althea cried. By Sa, I swear it's so. If but one reputable captain would vouch for your seamanship, I'd hand the ship over to you tomorrow. But all of Bingtown knows you for what you are, a dabbler and a pretense. So obviously he says something like, oh, they don't have any concept of wise money management, blah, blah, blah. That's not truly the Vestrit's fault. His, also- his thoughts are misguided, but like I think his true moral thing like he he truly thinks he is moral in yeah. trying to help this family altruistically right also it's not true that the vestrits don't have any money sense sure in that efren decided not to travel uh, not to trade in something that was more profitable that on the surface doesn't make money sense but i think that ronica has been keeping wonderful books she has been doing a oh, ton yeah. of work and is making sure that they don't fall into ruin. And the reason that they're where they are now isn't any fault of their money management skills. It's because of the effects of war in a different country that stopped trade. War and Walmart moving in. Yes, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Cheap labor undercutting any profits that they made before. Exactly. So it's just so interesting that Kyle is here all high and mighty and like, oh yeah, I guess I am greedy. When... To be fair, for the first couple years of his marriage, his family-in-law probably was very well off and was making profit. So to pretend as though he wouldn't have wished this debt on his worst enemy, it's kind of, I don't know, I feel like disingenuous to me because we know that it's only very recently that the debt has been what it has been so big of a pressure and I don't know. I just feel like he's over-exaggerating to make his point. Or maybe that's how he f- he's felt the whole time. Maybe he just feels like he didn't know before what their financial situation was. And because a woman was in charge, there's no way it was good. Yeah. I mean, I- I'm not saying that his arguments are good or anything no, like no. that. But yeah, I-, I truly think that he's, obviously, he's delusional about what the actual truth is. What things are actually happening. But... I will stick to my guns and truly, I truly believe that he thinks he is the family man who is trying to save the whole household, even when he only has to provide for Kefria, Malta, Wintrow, and Selden. No, yeah, I definitely think he has a savior complex. And I do agree with you. I think that he comes at this, like, in his mind as a family man just doing what's right. And I don't know. I just don't get where he finds the the strength to keep that delusion alive. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's ever done. He's in his, the man. Yeah. But what has he done in his life? That's so successful. Like if you were so worried about the debt that you were going to come into eventually, why weren't you out there making money to pay it off later? Like, where's your money, Kyle? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what were you doing? Where's all your money coming from? Were you just living off the vestrits? And now that they can't aff- pay for your lifestyle. Now, all of a sudden it's like you had poor money management. I just don't get it. Where, where, <laughs> 
where is the audacity coming from? Who will know? Wintro chimes in here and says the ship would vouch for Althea. You know, is that fine? And he points out that, like, Dad, you, you swore by Saw, so, you know, you, you kind of have to live up to that oath now if the ship swore it. And then he also says, I cannot believe this quarreling and anger was what my grandfather willed for us. It is so simple for us to restore the balance. If Althea was on board Vivacia, I could go back to my monastery. We could all go back to where we belong, where we were happy. His voice trailed off as he realized all eyes were on him. His father's look was black with fury, but Ronica Vestret had lifted her hand to her mouth as if his words had cut her to the quick. I've had enough of this whining, Kyle suddenly exploded. Is this what the priest taught you? To twist things about to get your own way? It shames me that a boy of my own bloodlines could use such tricks on his own grandmother. Stand up, he barked, and when Wintrow stared up at him wordlessly, he bellowed, Stand up! And Kyle goes on a rant against him, saying, You're 13 years old, but you can't do anything. Bingtown's Law says, Your labor belongs to your dad until you're 15, and I might have to invoke that law if you're not going to obey me. So until you're 15, you're going to work on that ship. Do you understand me? Yeah, so this is rough. I do want to ask, what do you think was the meaning behind Ronica looking like she had been cut to the quick? Because I don't know. She doesn't change her mind after this. No, she doesn't. But I, it might be like a first glimmer of like, was this what Efren really wanted? I don't know. Because it's after that line. I feel like right. just, just kind of like bringing up Efren again makes it less businessy it's more about like what he wished and what he hoped for and his feelings on the matter and it's less transactional of like what's best for the family right and also more her style of what uh, not what's not necessarily written down but what was the yeah what was the is this what he really wished for yeah but either way it doesn't change your mind um and i think it's really interesting that kyle is like oh is this what they taught you twisting around everybody's words like um all he did was repeat what you said. <laughs> How is that twisting words around? I don't understand. I don't understand at one point where it could be considered twisting of words for Wintro to say, well, you swore on Saw's name that you'd give Althea the ship. The ship can vouch for her. I can go back and we can all be happy again. Like, what? Well, it's the deflection again because he says, how dare you use those word tricks to trick your grandmother? You know, that, that's what he likes. He says in there. So it's always like, you're not twisting like my logic. My logic is sound. Don't try to fake everybody else out. So it's just trying to like deflect the argument again. And it's just similar. Again, I, I draw parallels to Kenneth a little bit. Kenneth never has to escalate to this, uh, escalate to this situation because he doesn't get in shouting matches. But it, it's the same kind of like deflection from what the actual conflict and the actual issue is with the, you know, the logic somebody else is pointing out. It's always like you're trying to trick somebody else. My logic is correct. Well, I wonder if that's just the thing is it's more like he doth protest too much because that's what he's he knows he's doing. That like <laughs> obviously it can't be that his son has a good idea or has pointed out the truth of the matter. It has to be that he is using his haven blood to twist things around and try to get his own way. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't see how that 
response makes sense in any way. And the way everybody just kind of breezes over it, like, okay, Kyle, I don't know. But either way, they do. And so I suppose we shall. Yeah, and and Wincho kind of rebuts against Kyle saying, like, this civil law makes you your labor mine for two more years. And Wincho's like, I'm a priest of saw. Like you you gave me away, so my those civil laws don't work on me anymore. I'm I only obey saw. I no longer belong to you. He glanced about, from his mother to his grandmother, and then added almost apologetically, I'm not even truly a member of this family anymore. I have been given to Sa. Ronica stands up to block Kyle, but Kyle pushes her away. And with a cry, Kefria springs to her mother's side. Kyle grips Wintrow by the front of his robe and shook him until his head whipped back and forth. His words were distorted by rage. Mine, he roared at the boy. You are mine, and you'll shut up and do as you're told. Now! He stilled the boy's body and then hauled him up on his toes. Get yourself down to that ship. Report to the mate. Tell him you're the new ship's boy, and that's all you are. The ship's boy. Understand? Althea watched in horrified fascination. Kefria, or Ronica's now comforting Kefria, and there are servants peeking in the door now. And she's saying that she heard of ship's discipline before and, you know, the way that apprentices are treating in the trades and things like that, but had never seen it done in this household or on her father's ship, anything like that. And never heard of anything, even if it does happen in old trader families, never heard of any rumor of that kind of thing happening before. And Kyle once again yells, do you understand me? And Wintrow just has to dazedly nod. He's staggering, his head is hanging down, and Kyle is triumphantly barking, now means now, and, you know, tells a servant to bring him down to the ship, grab everything that is Wintrose and move him down there because he's going to be living aboard the Vivacia from now on. Right. And I think it's really sad for Wintro that this is what's happening. I mean, none of the adults are really sticking up for him anymore. Obviously while he was knocked out, they were like, Hey, don't hit him. But I don't know if they have verbally said anything against Kyle treating his son this way since he's been awake to hear it. And also we get to see this horrible ugliness in Kyle that he is so obsessed with things that are his He wants to be the owner of everything. That is what he is mad about the most and what sends him into this fit of rage is that Wintrow claimed that he's not his father's to order around. He belongs to Saw. And even in the face of a god, Kyle is like, "Mm, I'm more important. (laughs) So, which is quite interesting considering Saw is, I think, masculine or is Saw Saw is many faces, so Uh, a bunch of different things. Okay, so... Maybe if Saw was a man, (laughs) he would respect it. Jeez. Ugh. But no. So there is this horribleness going on. And I do feel for Althea. This is such a different world from what she knows. And Mm -hmm. there are quite a few times in her point of view where she talks about how she's frozen and that this is such a foreign thing to her that she isn't really sure what to do next. And Althea is still a teenager here. I mean, an older teenager, but this isn't what she's used to. And as much as she knows Kyle, 
I'm sure it's really disheartening for her too to try to stand up because her mom and her sister are kind of letting it happen. I mean, sure, they said that's not right, but they're not stopping him from continuously doing it. Obviously, Ronica tried. tried, Yeah. But she was just pushed aside really easily. And Kyle is also, remember, he's a big guy. He's bigger than Brashen. And Ronica is shorter than Wintrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It just, they don't really ever touch on how violent he is again. They say that it wasn't okay that he hit his kid. But like, I don't feel like they talk about how violent he is anymore. And I don't know. I feel bad. I, Because what is Althea supposed to do? You know? Right. I don't know. And she doesn't really do anything, which is sad too, but she has been trying to stand up to Kyle. Nobody else really is to the extent she is, but she's trying in her own way. Not is, very successful. That is a thing in all of these uh, Robin Hobb books. They are very violent. The world that this whole, the realm of the elderlings is a very violent place. Mm-hmm. It seems like apprentices, no matter if you're from the six duchies or here, get beaten up if you do bad things, not like fully beaten up, but probably cuffed on the head or whatever. Right. It just and, seems commonplace. Yeah. So maybe some of that is like, well, this sometimes happens. I mean, even Althea's like, ship's discipline, yeah, but never old traitors. We don't do this stuff. So seeing it brought to them is kind of like, it. seeing the violence brought to their doorstep seems to me what is like stopping and surprising some of them, not that it exists. Right. No, it definitely is a sad situation to watch unfold. And the fact that he wins against Wintrow, who is a 13 year old boy gives him like happiness, joy. It's disgusting. (laughs) And then he decides, okay, now time to take Althea down a peg. Cause I just won that one. Kyle rounded on Althea. His success at bullying his son seemed to have bolstered his courage for he challenged her with, are you wise enough to take a lesson from this sister? Althea kept her voice even and low. I'd be very surprised if we had not all learned something about you today, Kyle. Chiefly that there is very little you won't do in your ambition to control the Vestrid family. Control? Kyle stared at her incredulously, and then turned to the other two women to see if they were as astonished as he was. But Ronica met his gaze with a black stare, while Kefria sobbed against her shoulder. Is that what you think this is about? Control? Yes, it is. He shook his head (laughs) and gave a brittle laugh. This is about salvage. Damn me, I don't know why I try. You all look at me as if I were a criminal, and when all I'm trying to do is keep this family afloat. Kefria, you know what this is about. We've talked about this. Which, gee, I wonder why they look at you like you're a criminal after punching your child in the face for saying no to you. Like, what? <laughs> and Kefria looks up, and she finally lifted her tear-stained face to meet his gaze, but there was no understanding in her eyes. He shook his head in disbelief. What am I supposed to do? And he says, you know, we're, we're losing money every day. Uh, we're still, you know, in debt for the live ship. Creditors are starting to threaten to confiscate holdings. And you all seem to think we should genteely ignore it and take tea together. No, I take that back. Althea seems to think that she should hasten our progress towards ruin by keeping the live ship as a toy for herself while she spends her evenings getting drunk with the local water rats and having a bit of a slap and tickle on the side. Stop it, Kyle, Ronica warned him in a low voice. Stop what? Telling you what you already know but refuse to recognize? Listen to me, all of you, just for a few moments. He paused and took a deep breath, as if trying to set aside his anger and frustration. 
I have my children to think of, Selden and Malta. Just like Ephron, I too will die someday. And I don't intend for them to inherit naught but a mess of debts and a bad name. Ephron left you no sons to protect you, Ranica, no men to take over the running of the holdings. So I step up as a dutiful son-in-law to do what must be done, however painful. I've given it a lot of thought these last few months, and I believe I can get us back on our feet. He talks about establishing contacts in Chelsea. That this has to be a very profitable run. And more importantly, not to panic the creditors. So sell off holdings, but not all at once. So they come to try to, you know, claim everything that they can before they go under. And he says, quite frankly, if they see Althea out drinking and carousing with low lives, as if there is no hope nor pride left in the family, that too will have its effect. Blacken your name, Althea, and you blacken my daughters with yours. Someday I hope to see Malta make a good marriage. She will not ever receive the attention of honorable men if you establish yourself as a drunk and a slattern. How dare you, Althea growled. I dare much for my children. I'll see Wintrow hammered into a man even if he grows up thinking he hates me for it. I'll see a sturdy financial basis back under this family even if I have to work that live ship as you've never could do it. If you cared for your own kin even half as much as I do, you'd be straightening yourself up and presenting yourself as a lady trying to make an acceptable marriage to shore up the family fortunes. Kyle gets his huge rant in about how he is doing the best he can with what he has given. He's been given crap, and he's just trying to, you know, make everything better. What else is there for him to do? He has to be a trash person. There's no other option. <laughs> like, ugh, get over yourself, first of all. It's just so frustrating. I also noticed that he said, I have to think of my children, Selden and Malta. Wintrow is not mentioned in that. I So I initially thought of that as well. But the way he mentions Wintrow afterwards, I think like, and, and this goes back to, I think, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before that, when I was talking about his big plan of making Wintrow into a man who can sail and then staying home and managing the holdings. I think he intends Wintrow to be on the ship forever with probably, you know, Gantry or whatever as his captain eventually. Right. And Torg is the first mate. And then he's talking about, I have to take care of my kids, Malta and Selden, because they're not inheriting the ship. I have to make mm. sure their finances are good to inherit when I die. Interesting. Okay. So that's that's what I kind of read between the lines for. But the first time I read it, I was like, hmm, he left out Wintrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But, I mean, it could be the other worse reading and be like, he doesn't consider Wintrow a son because he is such a sissy and he went to the priesthood, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just think it's really interesting to have that firm distinction of, I have to protect my children, but Wintrow doesn't count in that. He has to step up and I be think, a man. Yeah, I think it's part of the Chalcedian, you know, mindset of... He's the firstborn son. He's going to run things. He doesn't have to be taken care of because he'll take care of everybody else. But he wants, he doesn't believe in Wintro that much. So he wants to set up his children with yeah, a good life. I guess. I don't know. It's rough, but I don't know. I guess whatever. It's like the least of the problems. Right. Of yeah. Kyle. That, that like, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. It is just really hard, though. I mean, he's sitting here saying, you know, I have to run in what's most profitable, which we learned this chap later this chapter, and we know as rereaders, is slaves. He's talking about slaves yep. as though they're not people, they're cargo. And 
just the idea that like that has to take precedence over everything and your comfort and doing things in a nice way takes a backseat to the salvage job that he has to do. And it's just so weird to me that it's so like cut and dry. It's this or nothing. And probably because Kyle thinks I thought of this, so it has to be the right way. And I will not, I thought of it and I don't need any editing done. There's no need to think more in depth. Right. And it's just, ugh. This whole, you know, rant is very gross as well. I mean, he says, I'll make Wintrow man even if he hates me for it. You know, like that's not a way to raise a kid. No. <laughs> like also like if you think that you did a good job as a parent, even at the expense of your child hating you, like maybe don't be a parent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just some parenting tips. <laughs> but like, ugh, I don't know. But also I think it's gross that he uses every opportunity to call Althea a hoe. Like that she sleeps around. She's a slattern just at any opportunity. And it really like solidifies in my mind that he knows Kefria told him about the mate that took advantage of Althea when she was a teenager, when she was a younger teenager. And instead of, you know, seeing that as like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened to Althea. He's like, oh, Althea likes doing stuff like that with anybody who will. Yeah. And that's disgusting. (laughs) Oh, disgusting way to look at that. But also disgusting that he's using that moment in her life against her forever. And that she is always just some dirty slattern that is going to get with other men as much as she can. She has no dignity. Even if it's not about that and it's just about Brashen, which I would also believe because he hates Brashen too. (laughs) Like... It's just, yeah, it's stupid. It just feels like this Taking isn't the, the, you know, the at judging a book by its cover, basically, at right. first glance. But also, like, this isn't the first time he said it. He says it all the time. Right. And it just, like, is gross. And yeah. you can disagree with the way someone lives their life without name calling, first of all. And second of all. Kyle can't. No, that's true. But second of all, that's not even what she's doing. And he doesn't care. He Because that's how he thinks she is. So that's how she is. And he's not going to change his mind no matter what. And it just, ugh. And and Althea has to sit there and take it. And her mom doesn't even defend her. And like later when she's gone, she's like, I didn't appreciate how you talked about her. It's like, maybe say that when your daughter's still there. <laughs> I think I think she tries to, but Althea storms off because Ronica doesn't handle it well. So right. Ronica... Speaking of, Ronica cuts in here and says, enough, you know, when they start to insult each other and Althea's about to attack back at Kyle. And it cuts through the thing. She kind of goes in between the two of them. They step back. And she wants to address both of them, says to both of them, do not interrupt me. Not even to agree, Kyle. I'm going to talk to Althea first. Right. I do want to say that what she's interrupting is when Althea says, so you think it's good enough to whore myself off as long as the person can pay a high price? And that's when Kyle doubles down and says, it's better than what you have been doing. Better than to the lowest bidder as you seem to be intent on doing last night. Right. Which is just so stupid that like Althea points out, like you basically want me to do exactly what you're railing on me against me for. It just like, as long as there's money involved, you don't care. And he's like, whatever, that's your nature. And it's just, ugh. But Ronica does step in and she changes subject instead of admonishing her son-in-law for talking that way at all. (laughs) I'm not going to shout, nor am I going to repeat myself. 
so I suggest you both pay attention and commit to memory what I am going to tell you. Althea, I address you first because I have not had the opportunity to truly speak to you since you landed. Kyle, do not even think of interrupting, not even to agree with me. Now. She drew a breath and showed an instant of uncertainty. She approached Althea and took both her unresisting hands in hers. My daughter, I know you feel yourself wronged. You expected to inherit the ship. It was your father's plan for you. He is gone, and though it pains me, I will speak plainly of such things. He always treated you as if you were one of the sons we lost. If your brothers had survived the plague, but they did not. But back when the boys were alive, he always said the land would go to his daughters and the ship to his sons. And although he never said so plainly, after our boys died, I believe that he intended Kefria to inherit the land holdings and you the ship. But he also intended to live until he was an old man, to see the debt on the ship and the notes against our holdings paid off, and to see you married to a man who would sail the Vivacia for you. No, be quiet, she said harshly, as Althea opened her mouth to object. It is hard enough to say these things if I am interrupted. We shall never get this over with. So right there, first of all, Veronica is saying like, you know, we never spoke of this plainly, but I believe your father, the father's plan for you was you to get the ship, Kefri to get the holdings, and then eventually a man to take over and captain for you. Right. And I do want to say this whole start of this paragraph um, really has big, sorry, you're upset energy. Yeah. This isn't an apology. This isn't, uh, I acknowledge I don't think Rana is wrong. trying to apologize either. No, but this is like a fake apology. This is like, oh, I'm going to try to appease her by pretending like I'm apologizing. So I'm so sorry you're upset that you feel you've been wronged because you expected one thing and we <laughs> changed it last minute, which, oh, so you mean she was wronged because you pulled the rug out from underneath her. Okay. It it has that energy, but I don't think Ronica went into it trying to quote unquote apologize, even if it would, would be super fake. I think she's trying to explain, which is a very thin line, uh, because it kind of blends both sides. But I, I do think Ronica is going into it like, I'll just calmly explain what the decisions were and Althea will get it. <laughs> right. And just another reason why she doesn't know her daughter. Right. And also... I don't just the points that she's bringing up to begin with saying that he always treated you as if you were one of his son, the sons we lost. I don't think that's true at all. I think that's verifiably false. He doesn't treat her like a son or else she would have probably had a more hands on role on the ship. She was allowed to learn the way that she wanted to learn. And she, while she did learn all of the ways of the ship, she wasn't really forced into that if it was something she didn't want to do, which we have railed against for, I don't know, turning her into not a sailor, as Kyle so aptly put it. But I don't think he was replacing his sons with her. I think no. he was enjoying the daughter he did have. I think he latched on to her love of the ship, definitely. Yes. But, yeah, I don't think he was replacing. And We've I th- talked about that before. Yes, but I think the fact that Ronica has the... Th- this thought at all really kind of makes me wonder how much she even knew of her own husband. Maybe that's how she felt because that's how she wanted it to be. Or that's what it seemed like because of societal norms. Obviously that's what it had to be, but it, it wasn't. I don't think as much as I don't like Efren Vestret, I don't think he cared about societal norms. It wasn't, I don't think that influenced anything. And it just, 
the fact that she's like, he would have, he wanted you to get the ship with a husband to sail it for you. He said to Ronica's face, he doesn't think any man could be with Althea if they don't accept her for being yeah. who she is, which to me means they would have to take back seat to her being captain. So I don't know who Ronica was listening to during these conversations, but it wasn't Efren. <laughs> <laughs> she says, if you want to blame anybody, blame me. I called for, you know, our basically our loyal lawyer says, I sent for Curtil, our old advisor. Between us, we set on paper what I believed best, and I persuaded your father to set his sign to it. I persuaded him, Althea. I did not deceive him. Even your fi father finally saw the wisdom of what we had to do. If the family fortunes were divided now, none of us would survive. As Kafria is older, with the uh, children to provide for, I did as tradition decreed and made her the sole heir. Kefria is still kind of sitting on the bench, her head on the table, but her weeping was stilled. Kyle moved to set a hand on his wife's shoulder. Althea could not decide if he were comforting her or claiming her. Again, more possessive descriptions of him. Her mother spoke on. Kefria knew of her inheritance, and she also knows that the document states plainly that she must continue to provide for her sister's maintenance until such a time as Althea makes an appropriate marriage, at which time Althea is to be dowered with a goodly sum. So Kefria is bound, not only by blood, but by written word, to do well by you. Althea's gaze of dismay had not changed. Althea, her mother pleaded, please try to see it impartially. I have been as fair as I could. If the ship had le been left to you, you would have barely enough to operate her. It takes coin to provision a ship and hire a crew and maintain and refit her. And a profitable voyage might still leave you scrambling to make a payment on the note and still have enough money to sail again. And if you did not show a profit, then what? The note on the ship is secured also with the land holdings. There is no way to sensibly divide the inheritance. It must be used together to pull itself out of debt. Nathia's like, so I have nothing. So jumping in right there, legally, I can see that there might be an issue with things. But Ronica is thinking of like, okay, if we split the inheritance, then Althea is her own family and Kefri and Kyle are on their own family and they won't work together. So I will make it forcibly that they have to work together because Althea is beholden to everything that Kefria does. Right. But also like, what is the logic? Why does nobody think that the sisters can work together? Like what have they done to make that everybody think they, they talked about this before too. Remember, I think it might've been with Ronica that the creditors might think something is happening. If like they would fear a familial rift if they split inheritances and they use one to pay for the other, so they would like go after their debt faster. But why? I just don't understand. Like, just more risk instead of one person holding all the wealth. It's I, split up and kind of banking on two people's fortunes being good instead of just one. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I just right. don't see any signs to which Althea has given that she would not help out her family member. Well, why? <laughs> well, her sp <laughs> pretty much saying that I don't care about anything on land. Well, yeah, also, but I mean I like hate Kyle. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't see anything that she's done that realistically has harmed the family right. in any way. Well, not according to like Ronica. 
in just like the view of everything, the image, the family image is lower because Althea doesn't like to put on dresses. She doesn't like she came home super drunk. But I don't also know. Like, just like where is she getting that information? Did she pull the town? Like, do you guys think that our standing was better before Althea went on no, the ship or of, after? Like, of course, she's not pulling the town. It's what her traditions state and how she sure. grew up and what she thinks. That's what I'm, I'm just coming yes. from her perspective. here. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, she doesn't know that. I didn't, for her to put this as like, it's very Kyle of her to say, this is my opinion and it's fact. Like there's no way there's any other option because I thought of this idea and I'm not changing my mind. Very Kyle of her. I got to say. Also, she is just not warm in any sense of the word. No. <laughs> you know, Kefria is not bound not only by blood because we were a family, you know, but also by law. Because I made sure that it was written in to the, the legally binding signed documents that she had to care for you until you got married off. So don't worry. I thought of you. Like, no. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just also think it's stupid. The whole like, but also think about it from this way. Um, You don't have any money and it takes money to run a ship. And it's like, where's Kyle getting his money then? Like, you wouldn't have helped her? You're telling me if, Kef- if Kefria didn't get the ship and Althea did, you aren't going to help her pay for the ship. She has to figure, take out a loan on her own to do that. No. So... You know, I completely agree with you, but I think it's funny that if it did happen that way, Kyle would probably say no. I mean, to help fair, <laughs> but like Veronica doesn't know that. No, but like that's how it would shake out Veronica's worst fears, but not why, like not the way she, thinks, she thought yeah. it would come about. But yeah. like, that's my main thing is like from her point of view, you're telling me that you wouldn't have written it. You couldn't have written in the law that they had to pay for your first voyage right. at least. Like yeah. there were other ways to do this and it didn't have to tear the family apart. And Ronica single-handedly did that on her own. And she went against the, like against Efron's better judgment to do that because she thought she knew better. And it's so frustrating because even in this moment, she doesn't realize she can't even own up that maybe she should have thought of a different way. She's just trying to convince Althea that this is fine and that everything's going to be fine. She just has to suck it up and deal with it. And it just, I don't know. It's just stupid. It makes me very frustrated. I don't know. So Althea is kind of coming to the realization that she literally has nothing after this and Ronica begins Althea your sister would never let you lack but Althea blurted out I don't care I, I don't care really if I'm a pauper or not just let me sail on Vaivesha we have a deeper bond more connection than anything could be ha- like anything that you can realize even mom like I know you're from an old live ship trader family you don't know it's kind of she points out an anecdote it's how Said and Dib's carriage horses pull his carriage, but all know their hearts belong to his stable boy. Vivacious heart is mine, and I am hers. I look forward to no better marriage than that. Keep whatever coin she brings in. Let all say she belongs to Kefria. Just let me sail her. That's all I'm asking, mother. Kefria, just let me sail her, and I'll be no trouble to you. I won't dispute your will in all else. Her desperate eyes besought first her mother's face, and then the tear-stained visage that Kefria lifted to her. Please, she breathed. Please. No. It was Kyle who spoke. No, I've already given orders that you are not allowed to not to be allowed on the ship, and I won't change them. You see how she is, he announced, turning to Ronica and Kefria. She has not a practical notion in her head. All she wishes is to have her own way, to continue as she always has. 
She would remain her father's willful daughter, living aboard ship, taking no responsibility beyond playing sailor, and coming home to stroll through the shops, picking out whatever she fancies and have it set to her father's account. Only now it would be her sister's and hence mine. No, Althea, your childhood is over with your father's death. It is time you started behaving as befits a daughter of this family. I do not know why after this little outburst from Kyle, Veronica still agrees with him to Althea's face for this. I don't get it. He has just said, no, I already said you can't come on my ship, so I'm not taking my word back. Well, first of all, Kyle, it isn't your ship, and your word means nothing if Althea takes over, so problem solved. (laughs) Second of all, we have this heartfelt moment where Althea proves to everyone who I believe I already knew She has no intention of making the family poor. She doesn't care about what happens on land, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't care about her family. She'll give them money to survive. Just as Ronica said that there was a blood bond that would have kept Kefria making sure Althea lived, Althea would have done that back. They could have written in Althea had to give her profits to Kefria until the debt was paid off. They could have written that in, and they didn't. And Althea is using logic here, saying, you know, fine, if that's what you're worried about, take all of it. I don't care. And then Kyle butts in with, see, she doesn't know anything. Like, how does that prove she doesn't know anything? <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. No one asked you. It is uh, It is funny. Like, so I don't think his description of Althea is necessarily wrong, but of course it's Kyle. So it's, you know, far past truth into exaggerations. But I did find the description of being the willful daughter, coming home to stroll through the shops, picking out whatever she fancies and have it set to her father's account, also describes Malta. <laughs> True. But, you know, it also does describe Althea. When we first met her, she was thinking of like, oh, I'll go to the fanciest tailor because it this cloth requires the best and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all those these sorts of things and how expensive her painting was and how it was perfect. And we've talked to ad nauseum about that, but it also describes your own daughter, Kyle. (laughs) Well, he wouldn't know that because he doesn't care about what happens in that girl's life. True. Other than that she acts like a real woman. And that she's happy. (laughs) True, I guess. But Althea's frustrated by this. She says, I'm not talking to you, Kyle. You have no concept of what I'm speaking of. To you, Vivacia is no more than a ship, even if she speaks aloud to you. To me, she's a member of my family, closer than to me than a sister. She needs me to be aboard her, and I need to sail her. She would sail for me as she will never sail for you, with her own heart as the wind. And this rubs Kyle the wrong way, because, heaven forbid, she rubs salt in that wound of him not being old traitor and not understanding something that he doesn't understand. <laughs> Girlish fancies, Kyle scoffed. Tripe. You walked away from her in anger on the day she was quickened, leaving Wintrow to spend the first night with her. If you'd had all those great feelings for her, you could not have done that. Which, Althea does regret, and kind of hits the mark on Kyle's point, but also he says, she seems to like him well enough, and he'll be aboard to keep her company, or whatever it is. And he'll be learning to work as a true sailor, not mooning about the port, or not mooning about the ship, or getting drunk in foreign ports. No, Althea, there's no fitting a place aboard the Vivacia for you, and it won't have you sowing discord or setting up a rivalry with Wintrow for the ship's favor. He just doesn't understand at all. And it just points out more ignorance here. Because he doesn't know what a live ship is, and he doesn't care. It's not something he needs to know because he doesn't know it. 
And it's so frustrating. And I do feel really bad for Althea in this moment. I mean, maybe there's like a speck of truth in what he's saying, but there's also a lot of untruth. Of course. I think. Yeah. And I don't know. I just. And this, this is where like the preconceived notions or like the not knowing your, your kids and the last image Ronica had of them popping into her head. And I think if Kyle wasn't here, Althea would sway Ronica's mind even without this last scene. But Ronica says, had I not seen you last night, drunk and bedraggled, I would oppose Kyle in this. I would believe he was being far too harsh. She sighed heavily, but I can't deny what I've seen with my own eyes. Althea, I know you love the vivacia. If your father had lived, there's no use in wondering about that, I suppose. Instead, it is time perhaps for you to let her go. I have seen that Wintrow has the makings of a good man. He will do well by the ship. Let him. It is time, and more than time, that you step forward and took your proper place in Bingtown. My place is aboard the Vivacia, Althea said faintly. No, Kyle said, and her mother echoed it with a shake of her head. Then I have no place in this family or in Bingtown. Althea heard herself speak the words in a sort of wonder. She heard the ring of finality in them, and it shocked her. Like a rock dropped into still water, she thought, for she suddenly had a dizzying sense of the words spreading out like a widening ripple, changing every relationship she had, forever altering her days to come. For a moment, she could not take a breath. Althea? Althea! Her mother's voice rang loud behind her. She was walking down the hallway. And she doesn't really recognize the house because she's kind of looking at it closely and being like, how long had that tapestry been there? How long had that crack been there? I don't don't know this place anymore. I'm outie. Peace. <laughs> but yeah, Veronica chimes in and is like, well, if he didn't come home drunk and really gross looking last night with Brashen late at night, wow. I would have, you know, thought Kyle was being too harsh and that you could actually work a ship. But with that happening... On the day that your father died and your yeah. ship got yanked out from you, now I don't believe you have work ethic. Uh, uh, those two things do not equal each other. And the fact that she tries to act like it does really makes me mad. And this is what I mean. She's not standing up for her daughter for this picture that Kyle is painting. And Kyle is being horrible. And she's like, well, maybe you are a slattern. Who knows? Maybe you shouldn't have acted like that. Oh, well. Time to get over it and take your proper place in Bingtown. Um, excuse me, what, Ronica? Rude. Rude and horrible. Ugh. It just makes me so upset. I just, I don't understand how she could be such a horrible mother. That's only good <laughs> in this moment. Obviously, maybe she's like, I don't know. I don't think I like the parenting style of Efren and Ronica. But like, especially in this, like, you should have your child's back and the fact that this man is sitting here being horrible, he literally just beat his own child and you're like, mm, he's more trustworthy and obviously has a good sense of things. I think he provably does not. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. It gets even more frustrating in the second half of this chapter. But, no, for sure. But I do want to talk about Althea's passage here, the, the paragraph. I have no place in this family or in Bingtown. And then the description of the pebble dropping in and ripples changing every relationship and things like that. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of catalyst behavior of things happening and what the fool used to describe in the uh, Farseer trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting 
moment there. And it really stuck out on the page for me. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that is kind of the imagery of a catalyst. We'll have yeah. to see if she says that or if Wintrow says that anymore. Like, does any more similar, I guess, descriptors of things changing everything? Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily plot wise, like her saying like, oh, not even just saying, but like her being like, oh, I, I can change things in the whole world or whatever. I think it's more a narrative device for Robin Hobb to call back to. Right. Give us a hint of who Amber might be and the importance of Elthea in the future. But I also think it is it's a wording that stuck out to me from like the first trilogy, but it fits in this in that Althea's in the mindset of like, I don't, even in the paragraph after, I don't recognize this house anymore. And that saying, I don't belong in this family or in Bingtown changes her whole perception of relationships, she says, with everyone she's ever had. So I think personally it works for her, but as a rereader, just kind of like, huh, hmm. Interesting. Interesting wording that you're using there, Althea. (laughs) (laughs) I see you, Robin Hobb. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Althea is gone with nothing more than the clothes on her back and the shoes on her feet. Mm-hmm. And right there, we are going to take a break, uh, split this chapter up. It's a long one. We have lots to, lots to discuss. So thank yes. you so much for tuning in this week. If you have things to talk about, um, theories or just thoughts on character motivations or anything, please let us know what you guys are thinking. We're at isfitshappy at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at isfitshappy. Yeah, we can't wait to hear what your guys' thoughts are on Althea. 